Hey guys, welcome to the rewind here as I am Mick, you know that. Um, well, what we're doing here is we're going to do a different kind of segment here from our usual podcast where we feature uh, a former Cherokee alum and talk about, you know, their, their uh, life in hockey and everything. Uh, we're going to start another segment here uh, from time to time where we're just going to call the segment stories. And that's just going to be what we do is we're going to talk about stories that it, that feature uh, one or more than one uh, guy uh, from the team from back in the day, talking about just some of the things that happen or just some of the stuff that's going on these days, just funny stories, uh, good stories, you know, whatever, whatever we feel like doing. And today, our first edition of stories is going to feature a couple of guys from the 96-97 team. And that, of course, is uh, number two, Mr. Steve Lidke. And, of course, the other guy is uh, the other half of the bookends of disaster. That is Kyle Jennings. <laughs> Boys, uh, <laughs> I, I expect this to go totally south within 30 seconds, but we're going to have fun. <laughs> Let's push the chips into the middle of the table and go all in, buddy. You're probably right on the money with that one. <laughs> you know, and no, I, Mick, no, Mick. We have not been drinking all day. You didn't get here until three o'clock this afternoon. So. Okay. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. I just, I, I just know that. Uh, all I know is that I know the two of you are, are have been lifelong friends and have been nuts to begin with. That's the starting point. And uh, it feels it, like lifelong friends for sure. You know, and then it yeah. just, it's only going to go. The uh, brother go I always wanted. <laughs> I, at least you got him. I, I, did, I didn't. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one for another time. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, this is stories. So that's all we're going to do is there's no format to this. You know, this is just we're just going to go wherever it takes us. Uh, I saw, Kyle, you had oh, your guitar God. over there. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> scary. But <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we, well, we were just. He's got a. He's actually got a couple guitars. I couldn't believe it. We started talking about. He's oh, I got a couple guitars here. And I, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so you know, whiskey guitars is. <laughs> but yes, yes. Steve's gonna do a little number for us. Yeah. Well, maybe when I get into the whiskey here, I'll sing a song for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you frighten me. Anyhow. Uh, so, so now, so we just we 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 started off when when we called and we talked to you before we hit the record button. We were talking a little bit about you and you're doing good. We're hanging in there, yeah, hanging in there. No, we're no happy worries. to hear that. Yep. Uh, the other thing we were talking about too, though, was uh, a guy that played back then. Uh, we were talking about helmets. <laughs> oh the, yeah, we were talking <laughs> the about the biggest hel- bucket you've ever seen on planet Earth. <laughs> On someone not named uh, Mick, but uh, yeah, Steve, uh, I, I, you you brought him up, JD Ring. Oh my goodness! Uh, a lot of people don't know this. This is kind of just a fun fact for your listeners out there who have never heard this before. But this is an actual. This is a fact. You can see Ringer's bucket from the Hubble. <laughs> that's that's a scientific fact. <laughs> We got a letter. We got a. We've got a signed letter from NASA confirming that. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's Ringer's bucket. <laughs> and it's somewhere in Iowa right now. <laughs> what is this on our screen? You know, it's only as appro- far as the ear hole in Ringer's bucket. <laughs> it's it's only it's only what appropriate that he lived in. I think he lives in Houston, doesn't he? <laughs> 
Yeah. Does he live in Houston now? Yes. Is that where he is? Well, that's how big it is. You can see it in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking in terms of the whole NASA thing, but yeah. Um, but he does. That's he was... a good point, though. Houston, yep, I get you. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. Lord. So now, what, uh, what was it? I mean, back then, what drew the two of you together as far as uh, becoming friends? Boy, that's a good question. No I, idea. Just I, we're both goofy as hell, I guess. I don't. I, I, I don't remember. I have no idea. I don't even think we talked about hunting probably much back then. We're both, you know, no. both big hunters, both from the Midwest. Um, I don't know. Maybe just natural gravity, just natural chemistry. Yeah, because we, we would hang out at my billet mom's, and like I told you, the Mick the first time we talked, mm -hmm. um, she had that silly karaoke machine in the basement that Kyle would gravitate towards. And and then suck up all the phone line while he was on America Online, <laughs> sitting in the basement while I went to work. And he's over there, like I said last time, chatting up what he thought were girls on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was back in the that was back in the dial-up days. <laughs> well, that was when that was when they had uh i am a rich princess in the in the uh country of malta and i'm held against yeah. my will and i have 10 million dollars in a bank account if you yes! can send me right yes <laughs> yes yeah. all we need is someone's bank account to dump it right. into like, yeah exactly I'm your guy. yep i'm your guy oh, man. yeah but... those are the good old days yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. And, and to answer your question, that was kind of the genesis of it was we just started hanging out. And of course, being teammates, you know, you're kind of stuck with each other, um, hanging out at my billet and, you know, obviously practicing games. And I don't know, we just kind of stuck together. I can and, tell you that Steve had this, uh, I bet he had is like a 1984 full-size van. <laughs> that's true. This is a, this is an absolute true story. <laughs> that is true. He got it. I'm pretty sure he got the, he bought the van used from Charlie Manson. <laughs> pretty sure it had like spray painted blacked out windows. It did smell a little Spitters funny. everywhere. I mean, it was like when I, when I smell Copenhagen, I think of this guy. <laughs> it's the first thing I think of. I remember trying to chew Copenhagen down in the basement of his billet mom's house, just about passing out. Cool. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah. do it. And, and last time we talked, that was a story I told that got uh, Ronnie Burnside and I benched. Oh, God. What a, a beauty that kid is. They had a game in St. Louis, and Nick and I were talking, and I said, you know, one of the things about Searing was he doesn't say a word. You go all the way through warm-ups. And before the game starts, he comes to Ronnie and I and says, you can take your gear off. You're not playing today. It's because he busted us chewing tobacco in the hotel the night before. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Whose dog? Oh, that's sorry about that. Let me go get No, no there. need to He's... be. Relax, man. That's that's, all, that's right. all it is. That's part, that's part yeah, of what makes this this. <laughs> yeah, this is a full improv right here. Yeah, Gunner sees a shadow and he starts snapping at it. That's okay. I used to too, but there's for uh, there's a whole different legal reason. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so like now, now how long did you how long did you experiment chewing there, Kyle? Oh, dude, I've tried to chew so many times because so many guys did it. Um, mm -hmm. My brother was a chewer. You know, I uh, when I was when I was probably a young kid, like 12, 14 or something. I was, you know, my brother was my my uh i don't know whatever that word is i wanted to be a lot like my brother 
<clears throat> so I tried so chewing. Up to I, <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, totally. Uh, I just couldn't. Man, I could never do it. Uh, Kodiak, I tried. I'd get the spins. I, the room starts spinning. <laughs> couldn't handle it. And I thought I, I thought I'd poison myself and I was going to die. And um, you know, Copenhagen, and I just so many times I tried to do it, and it just my body doesn't take to it. So, you know, I guess it's a, a blessing in disguise. Thank God I don't. I never got into that. See, I was I was the opposite opposite. I got like immediately, but I didn't like the uh I didn't like the dip or the snuff. I I just didn't. You know, it was like yeah. So I would chew leaf and Oh yeah. Levi Garrett was mine. That was my brand. Yeah. And uh see I could do that, but I was like, this is terrible. You know. I just didn't care for it. Well hell, Levi Garrett used to be a NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, we were I used talking to, about that earlier. We used to. I mean, I would take a wad of gum and stick stick my uh, Levi Garrett in there. Stick the Levi in there, wrap it up, and you know, it's like. Uh, but um, I just kind of was like, ew. Now thinking about it, but I mean, I went through. I did pouch. Uh, tried to get. I got off of it eventually. I, what I did was I tried using the uh, the old mint pouches, and. Uh, I think I ended up the thing that I actually did because I'm such a big guy because I love food. Um, I'm calorically challenged, I guess would be the, the politically correct way to say it. But uh, I, I uh, used, uh, they used to grind up uh, beef jerky in, in the little containers. And I used to put that, a big dip of that in. And I had the dip, best of both Like leaf, leaf tobacco and beef jerky? It was made from, it was pure uh, beef jerky grounded into like yeah. into snuff yeah. tins and i used to take yeah. all of that and i used to mix them and eventually i started using more uh beef jerky and it was like the best of both worlds you know for a fat kid you know you got i had a, I had a pinch between my <laughs> cheek and gum and i could eat it you know you know i could yeah. eat it you know so yeah it was it was great but anyway so now you guys uh, i mean you guys have known each other since 96 97 uh, when you yeah. played back then, uh, were, I mean, were, who were the other guys you hung out with, you know, away from the rink, as it were? Sean Bratton. I'm trying to think from that team. Sean Bratton, the Deitches. So I, I hung out a lot with the Deitches and Bratton because the, the, they all lived with one billet. Wow. So Sean, yeah, it was Sean Bratton and Jason and Mark both all lived with uh, the same gal in – I believe this is right anyway. It was in, um, I don't remember. Uh, oh, where's the college over there? Adrian. Oh. It's in, it's Adrian in, it was in Adrian. Okay. Well, I'm not even sure it was Adrian college, but it was in Adrian is where they lived. Okay. Um, but, it, but anyway, um, I saw, I hung out with those guys a lot. I mean, it, I feel like that team hung out with like, there were no really clicks. It was like, everybody got along. Everybody really, I mean, it's really like the most, um, like chemistry driven team I've ever played on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we talked about it last time, Mick too, like the, the gang that, you know, I told the story about going to Canada. Um, so yeah, for, for me, it was Kyle, like I mentioned, Burnside, <laughs> he was always interesting to, to kind of scoot around with, um, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. I mean, to Kyle's point, you know, just interesting personalities that, that back then really meshed really well and, and man we had a hell of a fun time it was yeah it was it was both on and off the ice i got i got a really uh so while we started this podcast i've i've called kellemeyer i'm texting with kellemeyer right now so 
We're going to call him. I don't know if it's going to work. We're going to see if it'll come over across okay. the microphone here. We got but, a special guest. But we have a very special guest here. Let, let's let's give him a call. Hopefully let's, it'll work. Let's well, see the it, iPhone's pretty sensitive. We'll see if it'll work here. Can you hear that, Nick? I can hear it loud and clear. All right, cool. Hello? Oh, folks, we have a very special guest here on the Spit Chicklets podcast. <laughs> It is uh, it is washed up centerman Mike Kellermeyer, <laughs> no. Fort Wayne, Indiana, live live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Mike, how you doing tonight? Oh, great! Hey, just want to thank you for uh, letting me be on your show. <laughs> such a country music star, and I just really appreciate you guys. So. Hey, hey, Mike. Bye. By the way, Mike, it's good to hear your voice. I haven't talked to you in forever, but do you? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you still have that wife beater that Kyle used to wear? Oh my god! I don't think that's. I don't think I can get that over my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we wanted to highlight the the biggest uh, accomplishment of your career, which, if I remember correctly, was uh, when you quit playing trick. <laughs> Stepping on a puck in warm-ups and almost breaking your neck. Oh, I think we've all done that. Yeah. Hey, did you see just recently? I don't remember who who's the kid. If you if anybody knows who this is, he they just gave him like that first lap. He's a rookie. He went out and yeah. took he went out and took the first lap in warm-ups by himself and slipped on a puck and uh Oh, yeah, that was like last year, I think. No, this was this year. It was, was it? a couple of games Crowley ago. Crowley just Crowley just posted one of uh, posted a kid that he coached, Paul Cotter. I think his last name's Cotter for Vegas, and he did the, he did his uh, he did his hot lap on. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Tuesday, I know how cool. Uh, yeah. Can I you... was talking that about it to a guy at work today. I was like, how cool would it be? Unreal. You know, at the time, I know it's a, like a practical joke to like do the do your hot lap by yourself, but it's like. Literally, how how cool would it be to go out there, tool around by yourself for a minute, just kind of take it all in? Oh yeah. You know, I know at the time it probably is doesn't feel like that, but now, like going back, you're like, dude, take that, take that, you know, 10, 15, 25, 30 seconds in, yep. and just like, you know. I think it's one of those things that makes hockey so special because part of the camaraderie of of like of pulling a prank on your teammates is is like stuff like that it's like it's it's part of the bonding process and giving them you know like that second that 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 like do you know like man this is you've been this is your moment you know and yeah like right. you say it seems like a prank but all those guys are supporting and they know what it feels like to go out there and take that lap and how you know meaningful it is it's such a it's such a you know big part of the game hey nick nick back in toledo does that go on with the team there like when they have a rookie come in does any do they do that anywhere uh, not that I know of. I mean, he's like, and so what are you going to do every game? No. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I don't think what, so. When I mean, Kellemeyer was a rookie in Toledo, it was like 75. Yeah, I think I was a rookie every single season. <laughs> <laughs> rookie, rookie of the year again goes to Mike Kellemeyer. Well, Third consecutive let's hand, year. Let's hand, the, let's hand the driver's wheel back to Mick here, and Mick, you can. Oh, I'm fine. Man, this, that's what this is about, man. There's no format to this. This is just all of us shooting the. Oh, are we on the air? Like, yes. yeah, we're we're we're, 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 we're tracking right now, buddy. We're tracking. Oh, I just thought hey. we were BSing. I no, know. way to way to keep up there, Mike. Nick, I, just for the record, 
just for the record, Mick, I told him he was going to join a podcast. Clearly, yeah, he doesn't oh, read he, his text. He, calls me, he, he texts me two minutes ago and says, hey, you, can you take a call? Yeah, yeah, I take a call. I think he's bad. <laughs> 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 Yes, I did. Read your text. Yeah, I saw the text. Oh. I saw the text, Kelly. You were on. He's looking right now. Look, he's looking, going, oh, I'm wrong. I just got out of the shower. <laughs> Thanks are for the visual, Kelly. Are you still in your towel? Are you wearing oh. a bathrobe? Oh, what are you doing? Speedo on. I put. <laughs> yeah, what is, on. Yeah, what okay. is your thing? Do you do you do you a bathrobe guy, or do you just get out and use the towel, or do they call you half? Dry? You you air dry like Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. Oh, hair dryer. Oh, hair dryer. Oh man. Oh, hey, Mike. I've managed to not cuss, and I guarantee you. Mick's got to edit, like, the whole segment now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, Mike, while we got you, one of the things we have to talk about that Mick and I did not talk about last time was um, I always got this impression that you thought I was a little bit psycho because I would name my hockey sticks. Okay. First of all, I didn't think you were psycho. Like... You wouldn't take the same route to the rink or home from the rink if we were losing. <laughs> That's you true. Had 72 ways to get to the rink. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, I don't even know how that, that's possible. It's not a, not a very big place. Not a lot of places to go. So, so first, that was one. That was one thing you you did, you weirdo. And then second thing, <laughs> yeah, he would, name, he, would, he would always name his hockey sticks. I'm like, who he was going to play like that game and it wasn't like hockey players how do you remember like this charles manson oh someone's getting chopped tonight Dude, this guy's got like a photographic memory <laughs> it was like how does he remember? I, I don't even remember the name i can't even tell you the name it was like, i was just <clears throat> it was mostly characters from the movie um oh christ now i'm gonna forget the name of it um christ yeah no, no the movie was not called Krebs. right no i know it was the one where the characters were mr red mr pink Mr. Black, Mr. Orange. Who knows? What the heck is the name yeah. of that movie? Um, Michael uh, Madsen. They, Michael they Madsen only, is in it. I think um, they only released that in Wisconsin. You didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> the world premiere was in, was in uh, Wausau. <laughs> yeah, right. Was it in, uh, Reservoir Dogs, that was it. I was going to say how the Emmys missed it. I don't know. But now that you mentioned it, I think they did win. Uh, anyway. Yeah, God, that's funny. So that was a lot of the characters' names that I would write on my stick. But you're right; that's where I came up with it. Was that was my mindset? Was this is the guy I want to play like tonight? But I did use Manson once or twice. Jeez. Yeah, he, he would use Manson, and they would pull out the old like coho, like <laughs> the pro fiber. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you weren't breaking that thing if you jumped on it. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, come on now. I use Sherwood sticks. <laughs> yeah, sure. With PMP fifty thirty with a yeah. Paul Coffee curve, that you could eat some soup with. The curve was so big. <laughs> you got yeah, it, yeah. And you make one pass, and the blade just shatters into pieces. And, oh, and junk. We were last time Mick and I talked. I think this came up anyway. Searing used to bust my ass because, as sorry, as as a defenseman, um, my sticks were so short because that's just how I played. I played kind of hunched over. I'd skate. And I'm in no way comparing myself to number 99, but I would, I kind of skated like Wayne Gretzky, like really hunched over. That's what I was going to say. So 
Um, I wish I had scored as much as he did. <laughs> but 10, 10% my, my would have been nice. Were, yeah. yeah, even 4% would have been nice. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, my, my sticks were really short and I had actually – Mike's exaggerating here. I had a pretty flat curve on my stick, but because they were pretty like a heel curve. Yeah, I like the Brett Hall curve because you had no slap shot and you had like nasty wrister. Yeah, right. Then that's what I preferred was. Yeah, yeah. I really like you know Siri had a rule in practice, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but if the defenseman shot the puck and a forward was standing in front of the net, and the defenseman hit a forward with the puck like he shot the puck too high so like the forward couldn't deflect it or or redirect it or whatever then the forward it hit him like in the stomach or the pants or whatever you as the forward were allowed to like wind one back up i do remember this yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so like half of you is like wanting to get hit by a shot just so you could just shoot and just rip it right back at the D. Just to fire, fire a blazer. It, Mike, you finished that down really well because that's where I was going with it. And that's what Searing would get pissed at me about is because my sticks were so short and that's what I felt comfortable with, I would often laser the puck over the net. And I hit a lot of you guys in practice, and I got them sent back at me a lot as well. <laughs> so funny. God, I so don't, funny. man. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember, yeah, I remember Derek Stum's T flex though. <laughs> the Easton T flex. Yeah, the Easton blue shaft. Blue shaft. Yep. 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 No, it was long before the Z bubble. It was like, uh, you know, it was just the T flex. It was like the, it was the blue, like uh, total aluminum. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, that's and, that yeah, and the, and it was called a T flex because the shaft tapered. Yep, I'm to the know. to the hosel where you would stick your blade in. I'll tell you something. So when we when they started using composite, like um, uh, you know, like the composite shafts and the wood sticks. So I went from there were like four models in a row that they all discontinued. Like it was like the Easton AC, which was the Nick Lindstrom model that he yeah. used a lot. Yeah, I really started I like that, and they quit using it. They quit manufacturing it. So then graphite shafts? Yeah, just any composite like shaft. So then they used it was the the T flex they started making. And I was like, oh, this is great because the tapered flex, it just felt like it was more responsive. And so I was like, this is great. They quit making it. So then they did this the Easton Ultralight, which was the orange one. Yeah, the ultralight, I remember. Great stick. Great stick. Then they quit making that. They went from that to the Z bubble. It was like a it was like a, you know, it was like a green. It was, it, yeah, it was green, and it was like a green. It was the tape. It was the tapered <laughs> shaft, like the T flex, except it was the ultralight, and then opened up for the full hosel, so you could receive a normal blade. That was great too. And then they quit making that, and I'm just like, every time I get comfortable with something, you know, it's like you had to go back to, you know, or, or you know, take on the next thing, but. Yeah, man, right. the sticks these days are unreal. I got a buddy who works for Warrior, and he sent me a couple of these these uh, of the st- like the most like pro designed shafts and sticks. Now it's unbelievable. Like well, you, you don't yeah. even know you have them in your hand. Thanks for sending me. I know. Well, right remember when, the, when you went to a full composite stick? The first couple were like they weren't that great, and you went from like using a two by four, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And exactly. so then, like, pucks would just, like, be popping off everyone's sticks because you're like, whoa, hold on a second. I've been, like, using a wood stick or, oh, a, yeah. or a two-piece the last, you know, 20, you know, 15, 20 years of your life. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you get it. You get this. You, 
you get a one piece and like you can't catch a pass, you can't stick handle can't it. Do it. I mean, I couldn't do those things to begin with, but feels like you had a little bit better with uh, with. A, oh, dude, it feels. I mean, it feels stick. like if you can even find a wood stick anymore. Like my dad, oh, you know, my oh, my, my parents still have a couple of wood sticks like in the garage, you know, and I pick them up like we play pond hockey, and I go down with a wood stick and I'm like, how is this even possible? And then you think about you know like the old Northland shafts that had, you know, there was there like they were just logs. They were just absolute logs. The blades were like a quarter inch thick. No curve. <clears throat> just unbelievable. You're... You know, when I started coaching, every once in a while, if, if, if my team played pretty poorly or whatever, I would come out onto the ice with a wood stick, meaning that I'm going to snap and I'm going to, like, break my stick over the goal. And, like, <laughs> freak, you know, like, really get these kids going, right? Yeah. So, like, every year I'd come out with a wood stick and the guys would be like, oh, boy. They would, after, after you know, the first time I did it, they're like, well, he is not going to break his $400 deposit stick. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good today. Yeah. Mick, uh, yeah. Mick no, had a I question. Just, there, you I guys think. remember, I think okay. uh, there was a uh, company that put out a, it was called Christian Hockey Sticks. I, I don't know if it was Sherwood. Oh, of course. Man, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mick, I was just thinking about this while, just before you said that. I used those sticks entirely through high school, and there was not an ounce of graphite on those sticks. It was like playing with a tree yes. branch. They were – I'll tell you what, though. When we were doing – okay, so after the year after Toledo, when I went to Springfield, they they bought you blades. They bought you blades or, you know, or uh, – or, you know, if you had full shafts, they would buy you so many shafts. I ended up going with Christian Blades because I love how light they were That's and how stiff they were and how durable yep. they were. Mm -hmm. It was, like, shocking. Remember they had that x wrap? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like a fiberglass yeah, sock yeah. that it was wrapped mm -hmm. in. Yep. Great. The, well, the, I, remember yeah. they would, like, you would start to, like, chip off the fiberglass on the heel or any of the sticks, whatever they would start to split on the heel, they would just instantly, like, soak up all the water and just, like, oh, yeah, waterlog yeah. it. Oh, like, yeah, we totally. We were so broke, like, at the time. I mean, no. I don't know See, that's the thing. Were... Yeah, that's that's the thing now is, like, the, the, the composite sticks, dude, they, like, they perform perfectly until they just disintegrate. Yeah. Right. Whereas so, before, it was, like, you could have an absolutely an absolute noodle in your hand. And you, and you would have to, like, you would have to doctor it up because you couldn't afford a $25 stick. Absolutely. Well, well that's, that's a good point, Mike, because that was another one of the things that I did that you would look sideways at me like, what in the hell is wrong with this guy? Because I would take, I, I'd use the Christian blades in a graphite shaft, and I would heat them up, flatten them out, stick them under the door, and bend them. So yeah, the, the right. blade. Yeah, you would heat them up, bend them up. Yeah, no, yep. I, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and and where that what what that was born from was at that time you could buy a, a blade for your stick that was called the Brett Hull curve, and it would basically come from about an inch forward of the heel, and the blade was perfectly vertical, and it would just turn like, yeah. I don't know, twenty five degrees. A big heel curve. It, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a good way to say it. It was nothing more. But it's not, the, it's not but, a good way to say it. That's what it's called. But the blade after. <laughs> You're sleeping out in the yard That's today, you son of a... Okay. So, anyway, don't listen to him. He doesn't make any sense. So, the... Uh, <laughs> but the blade had no, like, you know, real arc to it. It was dead flat and vertical after the heel bend. And that's just what worked for me. It, it, but I remember Mike looking at me like, what are you doing? Well, I, it wasn't well, about no, the sticks. I mean, I, like, so, like... No, right? <laughs> Growing up, like yeah. 13 to like, you know, like, I think, 
I was a stickler for the comments for like from like 11 years old. On. Oh my God, were you really? Wait a second, hold on a second. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember a, a skater that played for the comments? His last name was Fletcher. Yeah, Steve, yeah Fletcher. Steve Fletcher. Steve Fletcher. And there was another guy on the same team. It was like number fifty-five. Those guys were big boys. Craig Martin. Was that who it was? Okay. How do so you when remember you, this? Stuff? When you guys came to Kalamazoo, there was a there was a guy that played for the Kalamazoo Wings. His name was Enrico Chacon. I remember him. Yeah, Enrico I remember Larry Dick, yeah. the goalie Larry Dick, and Rico Ciccone. Oh, yeah, Link uh, Gates. Larry, Larry De Palma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ed Courtenay. Remember Ed Courtenay? And there was Mitch. Remember that. Sean Evans. Mitch, Kevin, Sean Evans. Evans. Kevin Evans. Kevin Evans. Kevin Evans. Yeah, 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 he was like my size, except he's like a sheet of plywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went to go, I went to talk to him one time because I was probably like eight years old or ten years old. Those guys were playing, and. He had uh, knee, reconstructive knee surgery, so he was out for a while, and he was sitting. I mean, this was back when the, the Comets and the, the Wings were IHL. It was great hockey. Right, yeah, absolutely. So, so Kevin's sitting up, you know, like with his – he's got a knee brace on. He's got his dress suit on. And I want to tell you, he's the sweetest sweetest could be to a, you know, to an obnoxious little, you know, 10- or 12-year-old kid. Imagine that. And I remember, dude, his face looked like Michael Myers. Oh, like, it, yeah. dude, he had, he had been sticked and – kicked and and punched and elbowed and like his he was just like one of those grizzled veteran guys <laughs> at five seven or five eight whatever it was like but, like chris nicholson i remember yeah pretty pretty much same thing yeah but i um i remember like fletcher and chaconi always going at it yeah. always go that so yeah i've got a good fletcher story so i um I was probably, I couldn't have been more than 12, right? And I was like the stick boy for the comments. So I, so in between, so like during a period, I would, you know, fill up all these cups of water and Gatorade or whatever. And then, you know, <laughs> then you, you hurry up and do it. So then you could watch most of the game, right? From yeah. the bench, right? Like you're right there. And so yeah. You're involved. And you're, but like for Fletcher, Fletcher smoked in between periods. But <laughs> had, no, had no cigarettes. So I would have to run upstairs, bump cigarettes off my dad at 12, and run them downstairs so he could smoke in between periods. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, dad, I need some cigarettes. He's like, for what? For what? Steve really needs them or we're going to lose. Hurry up, please. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike, is, is your favorite movie Waterboy? Yeah, 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 favorite movie. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was, I was, so there's, there's a guy I work with, and we, and he plays hockey, and, uh, and uh, we were talking about hockey the other day, and, and I said, you know, he asked me, like, he was just asking me questions, like, you know, how did you get there, and blah, 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 like, how did you get to Toledo, and how did you play, and yada, yada, whatever. So, and, and I was like, you know, at the time, in Fort Wayne, there was only one rink, right? So, like, you would literally, you would get maybe one practice, and then, then you're one game a week. Well, like, I would get to skate all the time because I would skate with the Comets. I'd skate, like, before games. I would skate after games. They would, you know, the lights would be off. My dad would be reading a book. I just had more access to ice than most people. And then that, like, so it was awesome to be able to work for them. I'd get to oh skip school every once in a while, skate, skate with them during optional skate. It was awesome. So uh, I when I was in, um, I probably, I, I'm guessing high school, I was probably – 14 or 15 maybe early early part of high school they have this career uh career day or career week or whatever it is and they ask you to sign up for whatever it is that you think that you want to do and they and then they go out into the field and they find someone in that field 
that you can mentor with for either the day or for a couple of days or whatever it is. Well, at the time, I didn't have a specified area that I was really going to go, um, but I was playing hockey a lot like you, like just 24-7. And I was like, well, maybe if, uh, if I couldn't be a professional hockey player, I would be a sports trainer um, for a hockey team. And so they, they had reached out to the K-Wings and told them what it was, and, and their, uh, their, their trainer, Corky Osborne, had, had um, you know, agreed to have me come out, you know, for a day and meet all the guys and then go through, like, what the routine is for, you know, a, a sports trainer, you know, who takes care of the guys and kind of looks after ailments and, uh, you know, recuperation and all that uh, stuff. So I went there to the wings and got to meet all these guys, you know, on, on behalf of, uh, you know, uh, an aspiring sports trainer. And I remember he's like, uh, he's like, so you play, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right. And uh, so he goes over to their stick room and he grabs a half a dozen shafts and a, just a pile of like used blades, probably all the throwaways, the guys, you know, like use them for practice and the curves yeah. off or something. So they just take it out, throw it away. And he taped up. I remember. I remember me walking back to the person who dropped me off for the day, and I'm walking out with like a half a dozen, like Easton, you know, aluminum carbon shafts and like a dozen blades, you know. And they're That's like, awesome. yeah, they're like, well, what are you doing? I was like, um, I I want to be a sports trainer next year too. <laughs> like, whatever it takes for me to walk with two dozen Easton blades. <laughs> You know, I always, like, everyone would always be like, so what's your favorite team? Like, who did you want to play for growing up? And I would, like, even my buddies wouldn't understand. I was like, I would play for the Comets. Like, that was my team. That's what I always hometown. It was a different dynamic back, for for, especially for the kids in Fort Wayne. Because there was no, there was no, you know, it wasn't like it was just a few minutes up the road to Detroit. It wasn't, Columbus wasn't in existence yet. Uh, There wasn't really uh pro hockey teams i mean indianapolis they didn't have the fuel uh early when we when you guys were kids uh you know i mean that no yeah but i mean going going back to that the ihl was the ticket dude it was like absolutely if you weren't in the nhl if you weren't in the show then you were getting dressed for the show in the ihl the ahl wasn't as right huh american hockey league or the ihl they're all say well yeah, the IHL was the premier thing. I mean, you know, like like when I think of the Red Wings, I, you know, I grew up south southwestern Michigan, I'm, and I'm a Red Wings fan. So the Adirondack Wings, you know, were the right. AHL affiliate, um, and then the K well, the K Wings were Dallas. They used to be the Red Wings, and then they switched to Dallas at some point. I don't know when, when that happened, yeah. but but the IHL was where all the guys were getting dressed, you know, to go to go to the show. So it was like. It wasn't just like throwaway hockey like the East Coast no. was. When when I was in Toledo, when you and I were in Toledo, the storm were awful. Yeah, I was there too. Yeah. Right. I remember yeah. they had a guy come on. I, I'm not going to name who it was. But they had a guy, a guy, one of their better known players. And Mick, I guarantee you would know who this guy I mean, was. I know who you're talking about, I bet. Go ahead. And he came in with us, and we all were like, holy shit, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's really bad is it uh I, well, I, well i'll ask you off the record i don't want to say it because yeah i, don't, you know, I, I know i don't want you to say it i don't want to say it but i bet because I, I remember going to this i only went to one storm game i think well i think like a half a dozen of us went or something i remember that and there were like yeah. there were like 19 fights in yeah. the first period it was brutal i was but, like brutal the other thing the other thing is that like you know and mick you can attest to this too during that time of minor league hockey through the the 80s and the 90s 
even the early 2000s, those players were there for years, for years. That, that's why Kyle knows a guy from the Comets, because they would play each other, they would yep. fight each other, they yep. were there year after year, and the fans really got to know them, and, and it was it was, it was was way more accessible than the NHL. Like, these players were accessible. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. they were around town. They, they You could always, in Toledo, you could always. Minor league hockey at the time was so cool but now it's like you don't even know what's on the team this week <laughs> well there's so many transactions like you're saying mike it, like it's guys are in and out they're up and down well, and, and it just seems like there's so many you know i don't know how much like back in the 80s and the 90s if there was as much minor league hockey no. and as much tears to get right there was like you know you, like you went you played college or you played the ohl and then you got drafted and then you went and played like ihl and then you either ended up going to the show or you played a career in the IHL and then you just were done. And like, right. now it's like, well, you, you play, you know, I, I don't even know what leagues are active now because I've been out of for so long, but it's like, you could be in the UHL, you could be in the CHL, you could go to the East Coast League. Well, yeah, no, well now it's just the ECHL. Okay, so like the, the lowest, lowest level, you've got the FHL. Then you've got the SPHL, the Southern Pro. Yep. And then you've got the ECHL, and then you have the AHL. That's it. And now they're they're going to – Yeah. And the yeah. FHL and the FHL is like – I mean – Men's League? I, I don't want to say it's like men's league. He, he's like, going to say men's league when we talk, I talk to him off the record. Don't, don't call it that. I'm just kidding. No, but – I mean, like it's not men's league, but like I coach in that level like – that's what I said. It's tough to find guys that are going to get punched in the face for 250 bucks a week. Well, let me <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit surprised you pass a background check to coach. Oh, well, yeah. I, they even let me coach. Too. Wow. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, hey, just to, to add kind of, I hope anyway, add to this. And Mick and I talked about this last time. Um, he and I spoke. One of, the, one of the guys that I grew up with, with that was one of my mentors in the game was a guy named Steve Strunk and he played in the IHL back then for for the Milwaukee Admirals. Oh man. Yeah, the Milwaukee Admirals. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and they've sick unis too. Yeah. And, oh the, yeah, oh, they, they were sick unis. Great unis. And and they are now, since I've got Mr. Country Music sitting next to me, they are Nashville's Farm team or oh, whatever, right. whatever we call oh, them these days. Cool. What they are, they the are they still the admirals? No, they're, they're still the yeah. admirals. Oh, they are. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They are. You got to remember, right. guys. Yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. back then, the IHL loop was primarily Midwest, and then yeah, the Correct. AHL back then was primarily East and Northeast. It was New England, and you know, yep. I mean, yep. you had all all the yep. teams were like within an hour's That's drive of each other, you know. But uh, that was primarily up in the Northeast, and and the I was uh, that was the bus loop that incorporated Flint, Saginaw, Port Huron, <laughs> Fort Wayne, Toledo, you yeah. know. Oh my Dayton. God! Saginaw, Saginaw. Yeah, the Saginaw gears, the Flint Generals, Port Huron, Flint Generals, Huron Comets, Kalamazoo Wings, Cleveland Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks, that's right. Cleveland Lumberjacks, they were Muskegon then Cleveland. Yeah, they were right. It was the Muskegon Lumberjacks. That's That's when Muskegon got their junior uh, USHL team. The Gold Diggers. The Gold Diggers. (laughs) I don't remember that was before the show. They must have been pre. Yeah, what happened was what happened was back in the seventies, they used to have the Hornets, who were like, let's put it this way, a senior team could easily you could spot uh, the Hornets five goals and come back and win. Um, they were that awful. <laughs> anyway, oh they folded, moved to Lansing for a year and then folded there and disappeared. 
and they brought the gold diggers in in 1975 and that that year in 1975 uh they won the turner cup as an expansion team no way oh, the no turner way. cup that's on. right that's right the but turner while cup. we're on the topic though of the toledo storm one of the things that always made me laugh was the fact that every single year back then they were voted the worst logo, logo ever, anywhere. All of minor yeah. league hockey. Yep. Remember that thing? It was like, remember how old that barn was? How bad, Kellermar, how bad was the barn that the storm was terrible. You, it was terrible. You know what? Like, listen, like, I mean, compared to the new arenas nowadays, like, yeah, okay, it's not as nice. But, like, the nostalgia in that place. Yeah, no, I game, know. You didn't even have a top on it. No. It was like, <laughs> like, number and I think the, the hey, ice we, house we, actually we, had access to it uh, back in the day. Yeah, really. <laughs> back in the day for the for the chair. Like, sports, like I mean, the sports arena was. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, was that considered East Side yes, Toledo? It was just over, like down on the river. Yep, it was side. East Toledo, and and that uh, people. In East Toledo, they still get fired up about that. They hate uh, that the Huntington Center went up in downtown Toledo because that was their pride. Yeah, yeah. Life. So uh, I'm not kidding. I'm so my. Uh, I think it was the year that it was the year that both of you guys played. I went to. I was in high school still. I, was I in high school? No, I wasn't. It was the year before that. Anyways, I went to school with Brandon Rogers. We went to Perrysburg because that's who I lived with. That year. Yep. Oh, and uh, and so we, we, there was one kid there. He was a massive hockey fan. He's like, you guys got to come to a game. Got to come to a game. And I'm like, he didn't play. He was just a massive fan. So we're like, okay, we'll go to a game with him. So we go to a game with them. And I mean, they got fired up, right? Like they get fired up. I'm not kidding you. This guy gets all fired up. He's like screaming and yelling. He like bounces his head off the railing like three <laughs> times. Like the head bangs the railing like three times. Like screaming and yelling. We're like, Brandon Rogers and I are like looking at you like, what is going on here? But like, those Eastsiders, man, that was a different, that, that's a different world down there. Yeah, wow. Sure his name wasn't Lee Gates? Anyway. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not. It's like. The... Like, we're not, so, we're not in Sylvania anymore. We're not in Sylvania anymore.
curly long hair, black, you know, black hair, like he's got a full beard. And we're like, who is this guy? And who, like, so we ended up playing, we ended up staying, right? He's from East Haven today. So, um, anyhow, so we go to a storm day, me, him, and, and Chris Worstein. So, so, and I'm like 17. Now, Chris Worstein has um, built a bar in the trunk of his car, right? like a full bar in the trunk of his car. Now, he builds it and, and he puts ice ice in it like every night, right? He puts so much ice in it that eventually his trunk rusts out. Like his trunk completely rusts out, right? Uh-huh. Anyway, it is pretty funny. But anyways, we go down to the sports arena and, and I mean, that area was not a, a good area, no. right? Like it was not a, a great area no. around it. So we find a... Um, it's like a two, it's like a Wednesday night game, right? It was during the week. And after the game, we go to like this club down there on the east side, right? Now I'm like seven. Right? And, and, and you know what I'm talking about. Vinny, he's like he looks like he's four forty. And this Chris Worsing, he's just this tall gumpy kid. He was in Metro for a long I think he was in Metro for a long time. Nick, you might have had some fun at Yeah, as a coach, yeah. Anyway. We go to this club, like, and I'm freaking out because I'm only 17. And I'm like, I've never been to an establishment like this before, right? And they're like, it's fine, it's fine. Just walk in like you know, like you've been there before. And, I mean, we walk in, and it must be like, it was not a good night to be there, right? Like, it was like, we were not in a good area. Was it, was it, were there, uh. Was the B team on stage with the girls with no clothes on, or what? Or was I don't, if, if the B team was on stage, it would have been okay. But I think we're talking like maybe the D team, maybe oh, the E team at this right point. It was bad. Oh boy! Right? Oh boy! Like, oh, Must have been God, a Tuesday. Oh, it was a Wednesday night. <laughs> it's a Wednesday night. That's great. Tuesday, ten on the road. No, we're on the road. No. Yeah, but it was bad. It was just so funny. I'll never forget that. It was like those two guys took took me to my very first establishment after a storm game. I got home at like one in the morning at high school the next day. My bill of family's going crazy that I'm not home. Yeah. Yet. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah you, oh, you, my you're unbelievable. And that just shaped, that just shaped the, the character of, of the Keller Meyer that we've come to love so well. Uh, that's, that's where he, that's where like the nice, but well, I shouldn't say it. I'm not nice now, but like, this is where like, the nice, I went from being like, refined Michael. Kid. Yes. My parents always say, yes. My parents always say, you were raised by wolves. <laughs> 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 Hey, Mike, while, while we got you, I, I want to try it anyway to verify a story that I was telling Mick when, when he and I spoke last time. Wasn't it you, and I, I, I think it was in practice, because I remember being on the bench. Did you, wasn't it you that dislocated a finger and came to, no. I thought it was you that came to the bench then and shook your glove off, and it was either searing or Omi that was like, oh, here, let me take a look, and just jerked it and went back out there. No, I it wasn't s- me. I've never had a Kelly and I would be out for six weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. I could have swore it was you, but after after Mick and I talked, I'm like, was that Mike or was that somebody else? Like, I couldn't remember. I could have swore it was you, but. You remember Ronnie Burnside? He was cut open every, like, like every time he stepped on the ice. No, that was him. No, well, it was him and Nicholson. His chin was split open. Yeah. Like, every time he got on the ice. I remember. I remember Burnside, remember Burnside came in one day to locker room. He's so proud. He's rocking these new red shoes, and we made so much fun of him. No, I don't remember. You know what I remember? 
Remember when we would do uh, workouts because JD's such a pale faced, like, uh, like clear skinned kid. When he would like, when he would struggle, he would turn so red. Like his cheeks would turn as red as Ronnie's shoes. I remember we'd do like wall sits, and I'd look <laughs> over at at Ringer, and he would just be struggling, driving a struggle oh. bus. Just turned like I was just with him. I was just with. I just uh, did you? Were me you and him went to Vegas. Me, him, and Bricker. <laughs> oh, oh, I saw the, I saw the, the picture you posted from the Vegas. Is yeah. nice still living in yeah. Houston? Pretty cool. Yeah, he's doing well. Does JD still live in Houston? Yeah, still lives in Houston. His girlfriend was just at that uh, Astro. Oh. World. What's she, that? Yeah, she, she had to fight her way out oh, of it, he said. What's that Astro World? What, what am I missing there? Had, uh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard about yeah, that. That was crazy. Yeah. No way. Yeah, she was just there. Wow. But she's all Salvadorian, so it's like, no one's going to mess with her. Like, yeah. She'll fight her way out. Yeah, you're safe. <laughs> yeah. No, but so oh, I told him, yeah. he's, he's a he just giggle. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, he said it was pretty crazy. She said it was. She said it was pretty crazy. It was like in a parking lot. He said she came home. She had like mud up to her like hips. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah. In so, there, the like, thing we always said about JD was uh, we were talking before well, you came on. Yeah, not me. Like you know, not me. I didn't. I didn't dislocate. No, we were talking about before we got you on there, uh, yeah. Kel. Was that uh, we were talking about the bucket size of JD's helmet. His, uh, how big it was. Oh my God. We still make fun of him too. Like, oh my God, look at that head you got. Another one of our friends came, but he didn't play in Toledo. He played, uh, he was in USA Child's time. But uh, we were telling that story about how JD's head was so large that they had to get him a Jofa helmet. Huge. And it was just, he was the only one on the top. We all wore like CCM black helmets, right? Yep. Yep. He had this round Jofa helmet on. Huge. <laughs> like, dude. Seriously. Huge. It's the ugliest helmet. It's the ugliest helmet around. Yeah. Uh, it was like my first. See, I came out of high school when I played for Toledo, so there were no fight. There was no fighting. Uh, you know, I think I was probably one of the only guys that didn't play travel hockey. And so, you know, like that side of hockey was kind of new for me. Uh, like in high school. You know, it's like, well, this guy can't skate uh, backwards, so we'll put someone else at defense. Like, it was, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, you know, a uh, broad-spectrum talent pool. You know, so when I – I remember coming to my first junior camp and guys are just fighting one after, like, they're fighting each other and they're going to the box and they're coming back and fighting each other again and then they're going to the box and they're fighting each other again. I'm just thinking, like, is this real life? Is it? Yeah. And, and, so, and so my point is I remember Ringer – when he would fight, he was so nonchalant about it, right? Like, like at, at 18, you know, he's like, all right, just take the, you know, just un, unsnap the bucket. And this is kind of my first, I just remember like, oh, this is a, wow, this guy does not, he's not even worried. He's just going to go, go just, just, yeah. just, you know, just uh, punching in for the night. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at his stats, it's so funny. It's like I have such a good friendship with JD. He played 13 games or 12 games. Really? He didn't even play like yeah, he didn't even play that long. He was hurt all the time. He broke his hand. Remember, yeah. he broke his hand at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. And this is where he didn't play. And then he yeah, he only played like 12 or 13 games. Yeah, I, I well, I, I have such fond games. memories of him. I have <laughs> such fond memories of him for sure. So I, I yeah. yeah. I, you know, that's the thing though. Is like you know, we were talking a little bit about this before you joined us, but. You know, just, just um, it, it's like the most dynamic or, or chemistry-driven team I've ever played on. Like, everybody got along, and they supported each other. And 
you know, there yeah. was like, there was poking and prodding and pranks and fun, but man, it was all in good nature and, and meant to like, you know, uh, like galvanize guys. It wasn't, there were no clicks. There were no like, you know, there were no groups that hung out, like a couple guys hung out cause they were the cool guys or anything like that. I mean, all the rookies felt like part of the team and, um, yeah, I have such fond memories of, you know, all of those guys. Yeah, that was a pretty tight-knit group, for yeah. sure. Did, did, you know, were, I, were the guys like that on the teams, like, the next couple, year or year before? No, like, on, no. you know? I mean, listen, we just, you know, and I only used the line um, and th- that stuck with me my whole life, and I even used it while I was coaching, and I still believe it to this day. It's, it's you know, we don't have to be friends outside of the ring, but once we get in the locker room, you have to respect the guy next to you. Yeah. And that next year, we had the apartment. So there was five of us that had the apartment. Then we had Stum. You know, Stum would add into the mix. And then Bricker came back. So we added him into the mix. So there was, like, the apartment guys plus a couple. And then there was the guys that lived with at Ron and Eva's, which was Neil Price, Justin Benjamin, Sam Horton. Um, and there might have been another one. And they had a couple like housing brothers who were close in that age too. So they would all kind of hang out there. They would they would kind of do their own thing and we would do our own thing. And the things that we were doing, I don't think anyone we didn't want to let anyone know what we were doing because we were going out all the time and drinking, <laughs> we were like partying and like we just couldn't but we knew that when we went back to the rink, like we had to be there for business too. You know what I mean? Like we couldn't be we couldn't be like hungover or party so much that we're tired when we go to the ring. We we knew what we were there for. God, I was so afraid to party. Most of it while we were there. I was so afraid to party in those years because I, you know, like <sighs> I, I just wanted to not have to look back and be like, well, maybe if I wouldn't drink so much or. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I shouldn't say like it's not like we drank every. I mean, maybe once a month or twice a month. We well, I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about other guys I played with that were just raging at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, And I'm just like, yeah. dude, you, there's going to be a time in 25 years or however many, however long down the pike. Yeah, you're going to look back and go, well. And I'll tell you a funny story. So, um, uh, J.P. Dumont, do you know who that is? Dumont. Oh, Dumont. No, no, du, uh, Dumont, J.P. Dumont. So, he was a he's a Quebec guy. He was a third overall draft pick in like 90. He's going to kill me for getting this wrong but like nine let's say 94 95 um he got drafted by buffalo and then played a long career ended up in nashville and then um I, you know i met him through through the hockey circuit uh like the hockey community there but so he hosts a, a couple of events every year where like uh you know like the coaches and some of the upper end you know players in the area all kind of get together and hang out at jd uh, jp's house and i just remember you know, so down in his basement, he's got this massive house in Brentwood. It's just, you know, this beautiful spread. And and down uh, in his basement, he's got all these, like, pictures on the wall from when he was playing and and uh, jerseys that he's had signed from guys that he's played with, you know, guys like uh, Matthew Barnaby in Buffalo and, uh, you know, Paul Correa in uh, Nashville when he was in Nashville and, uh, you know, taking uh, draws against Wayne Gretzky on the wall with the, the you know, the, the picture signed and this whole thing. And. I just remember, this is my, my point in my story, what you said about, like, what if. I remember one of my buddies looking at me and looking at all these pictures on the wall, and, and he's like, man, I should have worked a lot harder when I was younger on the right. ice. You know, like, not that it would have mattered because, you know, JP was such a special 
and, and is such a special player. You know, some of those guys just have it, but it's just like, yeah, what if? What if some of those guys just just raged in junior hockey? I'm like, man, is that what that's about? You know, I mean, I think there's a lot to a lot more to it, right? Like, first of all, we all came from super small markets. Yeah, there wasn't like there wasn't a huge there wasn't an internet. I don't know if there was. It wasn't like oh, Luck and I had the internet for sure. We had we had uh, dialogue. <laughs> we were crushing life yeah. in the chat rooms. I mean, you know, so like you weren't you, you were didn't know about a lot of teams. Too. You didn't know where to go. No one was really watching. You know, any of us. I mean, yeah. Even in Toledo, there was. I used to get so pissed because in Toledo, like in the Central States League, the Central States League was a pretty good league. Yeah. Like they had yeah, some pretty good teams and there were some good players. And nobody would ever move up. No one. In that whole league, there would be maybe one or two guys every year that moved up, which was like, like I couldn't believe it, right? Like it was like, what is going on? But then you'd have leagues on the East Coast and they would like, they'd be playing, like, you have their team would move up the next year. You're like, yeah. what are you talking? Like, what, how does this happen? Yeah, that's because yeah. they had all the all the teams you know? out east. They wouldn't they uh, wouldn't fight. They weren't uh, they weren't very phys- as physical. And and the thing also, you got to remember too. Back then, there were what maybe eight teams in the NA, and so there was there was a there yeah. was a boatload a boatload of of junior Dude. A players that were playing junior B, and Toledo had a whole stack of them. Of junior A players that played. That's the thing is going. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a couple of players that I've coached, uh, probably some that played against Mike's teams that he coached, like that went on and played like, you know, a couple of them that played North American League and they played, you know, NA3 or whatever it is. But that North American League's got like 16 or 18 or 24 teams. How many? They might have more Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. 30? Wow, they, I, you know. So, but and, and let me just say this. So, so when I was in Springfield, we would go and we would play uh, like the preseason. We would go scrimmage a couple of those, uh, a couple of OHL teams. So we played Windsor, we played the Whalers, we played. Um, God, I can't remember. There's a couple other teams. There's, that, tw- there's 29 NAHL teams. Wow, good lord, that's that's incredible. So like if you could skate goal line to goal line without pulling over, you could make it an A. NA team at this point. <laughs> well, Lucky's out then. Oh no, that's one thing. <laughs> I couldn't hey, score goals, but I could skate. <laughs> Lucky can't get from goal line to goal line without a beer and a cigarette. Lucky can't go. He can't play the NA because his stick's too short. Uh, his stick, uh, right? Yeah. Stick, stick. He said, "The stick, stick is stick." Yeah, it sounded stick like something else. Get your head out of it sounded like something else. No, but so my, my point was, it's like, you know, with eight teams and I played on a very good team. Like, I, you know, I was like the, yeah, I was like the 21st player on when I played in Springfield because a lot of those guys came back. They won the Robertson Cup the year before. And so we go to, we go to scrimmage uh, the Whalers. And at the time it was like David Leguan was there before he got drafted. Cola Giacomo was there. A, a bunch of guys were there. And, it was like, I don't even think Leguan skated when we played him. And it was like 14 to 2. Holy cow. You know, so it's like it's like that next level, which essentially, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is the next level. Like, if you're going to play North American Tier 2, your next level essentially is Tier 1. 
and it's not even really that close. It's, I mean, like probably the top tier players in the, in the tier two league, you know, are, can go play, but there's just such a disparity. And you hear, you hear guys talk about like going from the AHL, you know, to the NHL and how, you know, hard that is to make that, that transition for most guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking up. There was eight, you're right, there was eight teams in 96, 97. There was eight teams in the North American League and only 12 teams in the USHL. Yeah. What is it in the USHL? I think it's like 16, isn't it? Is it? That's a great league. That's good, yeah. They're good players. Uh, USHL team. There's 16 now. 16. So now there's, so yeah, there's 45 junior A teams as opposed to 20. What do you think about Jack Eichel going to Vegas? Uh, yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, right? I mean, the, yeah, the problem is, is Vegas is, you know, they're they're up against the cap already, so they're going to have to shed 10 mil. Yeah. So where do you find that? Well, you know, yeah. Some more players. Well, somebody's going to get, somebody going home. Someone's getting voted off the island here. Uh, if, if he comes back and he's healthy, if the procedure's successful, you know, somebody gets voted off the island. But, I mean, when Vegas came out of the scene, that top line of, of – You and I were going out. Of Riley Smith, Marcia Stowe, and Carlson. Like, I, I just never seen transitional hockey creative like that. I mean, since – and I try to say this on an unbiased, like, perspective, but the 90s Red Wings were – like, what the Russian Five was doing on the ice was unbelievable, right? And so the, the, the transition game, though, like in Vegas, what they were doing – uh, you know, like I couldn't believe it, but now, now, like with Eichel going there, I feel like, oh man, it's like a, it's like a second overall pick. Like, uh, can we get this to a traditional market, please? I'll tell you what, like, I mean, you know, you you saw some hockey games in Nashville, and I've never been to a game in Nashville, but I've heard the atmosphere is just electric. I mean, that's the way it is in Vegas. You walk to the rink, and as you're walking to the rink, there's loads of bars and. And there are people are walking around in jerseys. All the dealers are in jerseys. You know, the, the bars are packed, That's waiting awesome. for people to like, just like kind of tailgating before they walk in the arena. I mean, you could walk off the strip. It's, I mean, it's, there's, they've created a great atmosphere. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, like them getting rid of Flurry, you could definitely tell there was like. Wind sucked out of like, it. I mean, it's like a little bit of their heart was ripped out when they got rid yeah. of Flurry. Mike. Uh, anyways, I mean, just it's the nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah. Mike, real quick. So I was just saying goalies. Speaking of which. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah speaking right, of which, right. uh, you know, besides Flurry, uh, when in Toledo, bringing this back full circle, talk about the goalies you guys play had in, uh, behind you, back in, backstopping you guys. The. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, Mick, you and I talked about Adam Poviak, who was, uh, at the time, I think, was, he was a great mm-hmm. goaltender. And at the time was a lot different than most goaltenders you would see because he was so big. And and that's the norm now, right? I mean, these guys are 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". You know, big kid. Yeah, and that was Adam. And, and you know, you know, I told you the story, Mick, like we'd go to his billet's house and they had a rink in the backyard and we would just abuse the guy. And and there was there was this part of him that was like you'd look in his eyes and he would say, keep shooting him at me. 
I don't care where you put him. Holy cow. He he just loved to play. And God help you if you scored a goal on that guy. Do you remember this guy? He's a great goalie. I mean, he I was, was a great goalie. He, he would was, get I don't, I don't want to say his name, but I, I will tell you that, I, that, that, that Zion had the funniest, because Zion was a goalie. And I, I remember somebody made, I couldn't believe he said this, but he said, so-and-so couldn't stop a bus to catch a ride. Wow. So that, again, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with Kyle's idea. So Mick, when you and I last spoke, I was telling you about how I got from Montana to oh, Toledo. Yeah. Um, at the same time I was staying at Searing's house and I know his name and I, I guess I don't want to say it out of respect for him, not because he was bad or, you know, anything like that, but he had come from the, he had come from a league in British Columbia. Hmm. A, a goalie that we had? Yes. And he Did was, he, he was also staying at, at Scott's house. Hmm. I remember that. We'll talk about it off air, Mike, because again, just, and it's not that he was a bad athlete, not that he was a bad goalie, but I don't know what's up, you know, what's going on with him these days. I don't want to just throw his name out there. Yeah, it um, was like, I remember like David Mertz. Yeah, Dave, Dave Mertz was one of them, but they had another, they had another kid. It, that's who it was. Oh, he came, I didn't realize he came. Yeah, it was Mertz. You talking about Mertz? It was Mertz. He was playing in Canada. He's a good dude. Good kid, great kid, and he, and, heard, and I, did he come I, late? I heard he passed away. What? I I don't know if that's true. It's not confirmed. I don't know, but like I, I tried to look him up, but I I never didn't I never crap. didn't he come yeah. late? Yes, yeah, he came with me. Okay. Do you okay. remember? Do you remember I, I David? Uh, vaguely, do you remember David? I, I remember the name very well. I just I remember him coming late because that first season, I even I came yeah, late I that too. first season. Because I came, I came in like yeah. December. He had, he came with Happy Sue. He and I were staying at Scott's house together for the brief time I was there before I went to my billet, and and I remember just you know chatting him up one day, and and he said, yeah, you know, he wasn't playing in the BCJ; it was something else in Canada, but he was in British. And Columbia. I know they've got the they've and, got the um, Pacific Junior Hockey League, and they've got the. Uh, the Victoria Junior Hockey League, the and they got the BCHL. Oh, oh Victoria! Yeah. Yeah. Victoria Island. Yeah, it, that's, that's where what's his name played. Uh, Bond, right? BCHL. Yep. Where who played, Mike? Uh, kid that Kyle coached. Kyle. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. More. Yeah, I mean, he was, he, you know, like a typical goalie, just a complete, absolute maniac in terms of a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Bellamy was a good kid. He was funny. I think he was from Minnesota. You had Pobiak, who never liked getting pucks in his net. Like oh, Jeff he was. Always, yeah, I do remember that, dude. Long. He would clear that. He would clear his net all. He had the time. sideburns going yeah. too back yeah. then. Pobiak. Oh yeah, for sure. He was when I look back. The Pittsburgh kid. Yes. Yeah, he was from out Yeah, East. he was yeah, a Pittsburgh kid. Yeah. But when I look back on that team, and it, you know, again, Mick, we kind of we kind of touched on this last time. I don't know that I've ever met a goaltender, and I'm still really good friends with 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 the guy that played, you know, with us in high school. That kid was a maniac. That sounds about. You know what? Though, I mean, he, I, 
he was so maniacal about like when you would score on him in practice he'd give you this look like how dare you i'm gonna cut your arm off <laughs> you know, was, he was like i remember him just being like a super quiet kid yeah yeah well that's back to the manson thing we were talking about with the stick naming that's kind <laughs> yeah. of what he reminded yeah. me of was <laughs> yeah and he, he wouldn't wash his hair i remember he wouldn't wash his hair <laughs> yeah and the thing is the you know yeah. say what you want about the kid but i just remember him standing on his head when uh they beat new york apple core oh he was awesome. Fantastic. He was he was a great goal. I think that whole time. So so I guess so then was he so it was him and Mertz at the end of the year then. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember and I don't know if it was that year or the year before, but we had to remember we'd have to do Dryland at Olander Park. I don't remember well, I don't remember the name oh, of the, the park. park right across the street from the ring. Yep. Yep. And we would do like the Russian land okay. drills. Yep. And we'd have to run around on that trail. Yep. And I remember one year we had a goalie that like one of the first practices stopped like halfway around to smoke a cigarette and just walked away. Hey, hey, Mike, when when you guys were in the park, did uh, Zion make you do head rolls? Yeah, he would always tell us to uh, patrol <laughs> our areas for for needles and use prophylactics. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my I Lord. love him so much. Jesus right. I tell you what, he was what a beauty. Was I remember him I remember him uh, uh coming into the locker room and chewing well, I he's like, listen, if you're not playing in the game, you you need to be in the stands doing stats and doing things to help the team. Don't be at the concession stand. He's like, and if you are, get me something. <laughs> Once you come in, you weren't allowed to come in the locker room after, like in between periods, like because then you're just a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, Mick, Mick, unbelievable. Mick, what do you got for questions for us three idiots while we're on oh, the phone no, with you? I, I'm happy. This is this is I, I. This is the whole idea that we're reforming. I'm, I'm starting a new thing here every so often, Kel, and then I'm just calling it stories. You know, the other regular episodes will remain where I feature a player and we talk about their hockey career and their what the game meant to them and, you know, how they, you know, their their journey through hockey and stuff. But every so often I'm going to do some, I'm going to do one of these where I just call it stories. And all it is, is we flip the mic on and it could be just one guy. It could be a group. It could be like tonight. You got a trio and just have at it and we just there's no formatting it we just tell stories and have some laughs oh so funny. you know and well i'll i'll tell you mick from you know just from my perspective to to get a chance to talk to mike again who i haven't probably haven't talked to since i last saw you mike um, yeah, which would probably be our last game yeah exactly you know, last game. Okay. See ya. Yeah. Wow. You know, 19, and, so 1990, 1997. Yeah. But what's, you know, and that's what makes the game so great is, you know, Kyle and I are sitting in my kitchen and he and I are going to go deer hunting tomorrow. And, and that's why he's here. Um, and, you know, with Mike on the phone, like these friendships forged from a game, yep. like how lucky are we that, that this actually happened? I don't care. No way, we just, I don't care right how much we, right? like, yeah. we could have all been somewhere else. Yeah. And, and you know, and at this point in our lives, obviously, it doesn't really matter how much we won or lost. Yeah. 
what we, I think that's really the thing too. What we won was were the friendships. <laughs> yeah, like when I coached Keller Meyer, I'm sure you're the same way. Like you, you, you know, like the things that the, the lessons that you're going to be teaching and the kids are going to be learning on the ice are going to serve them for the rest of their lives. It's not even just line drills. It's not just uh, blocking shots, but it's like what goes behind, you know, the principle of blocking the shots and being sacrificial and being a teammate and, and giving of yourself and, you know, all of the of the camaraderie that you share uh, when you're working, all working together towards one common goal. It's such a special game and it's it's really difficult to talk to people who are like, well, I'm a basketball fan or I'm a football fan or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, I can't even, I can't, I mean, there's no reason for me to, it's almost like a political discussion. It's like, I'm not going to get you to change your mind because you can't understand. So I'm just going to go, okay, cool. But it's such a special game. Uh, I'm so grateful that, well, you know, I, think I just. The difference, like, I think took... the difference, Kyle, is the other sports you mentioned, and, and you know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, uh, whatever, th- those are games and yeah, they're great. And the bonds and friendships you make in those things are awesome on top of the world but the difference with hockey is that with hockey it isn't so much just that it's the game it's it's a lifestyle it truly is a lifestyle yeah it's a culture different culture yeah because you don't just i mean you play multiple sports and you're growing up but hockey i mean your parents uh use their vacation time to take you to go play out of town I mean, you don't you don't, sp- exactly. you don't spend you know half of the winter going to Toronto and Buffalo and Chicago, and, you know, and, and and Indianapolis or wherever you're going. You know, when you're playing uh, high school football or or baseball and stuff, you might make one road trip, you know, a season, and that's great. But in hockey, it's different. Every weekend you're going somewhere, and you have to get hotel rooms, and you use your vacation time if you're a parent to do that and you're bringing your kids and you know the kids nowadays are spending thousands of bucks just to play and travel you know yeah oh it's unbelievable yeah it's unbelievable i mean some of those guys like when when mike and i were coaching against each other at that just at a double a level so at a a tier two double a peewee level i mean like some of those parents had two kids in the program and it's just like you know that's two league fees that's two weekends. Parents are, are dividing and conquering and going to two different cities. That's two hotel rooms. I mean, it's food. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. And it's just the cost of playing the sport. It, you know, it's it's somewhat of a privileged sport because it's just rink, you know, like ice time is expensive. Equipment is expensive, you know, so oh, it, it's so not expensive. only it's well, to, to my Mike's, Mike's point. Afford me to play hockey at the level that I play, was able to play at. Say that again. I, say that. There's no way my parents, like the cost of hockey right. today, right. there's no. no way my parents would have been able to pay for hockey today if it was the, you know, if it, it was back then. Yep. Like there's just no way. Like, I it's, don't, it's very privileged for it. And I don't know how my dad did it. That way. I don't know how my dad did it, but it was just like, I, so I remember getting invited to a camp in, at uh, the Fighting Saints camp in Dubuque. And um, I think Scott had called and said, hey, I've got a guy who wants to talk to you, you know, and, and, I, and I, or no. I got invited and I called Scott to ask him if I should go. And so, yeah, I think, you know, I think he reached out to the coach and talked about to try to get a gauge's interest level. And so Scott had called me back and said, yeah, I think you should go because you get, you know, you get invites for, for preliminary camps, you know, all the time because they're trying to make money. You know, it's all money grab. And so I told my dad, you know, that, um, 
because my dad had said, why don't you call your coach and ask him? So I talked to Scott. Scott said, yeah, I think you should go. So I told my dad, yeah, he, he thinks it's a good idea for me to go. <clears throat> and I was working somewhere at the time. I think I was working at hockey services here uh, well, in Kalamazoo. And not here in Blanchardville. Not here in Blanchardville. I forgot where I was. <laughs> I, remember, I remember my dad calling me. And I mean, it, 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 uh, it was a big deal for me at the time because he goes, hey, he goes, um, you, you know, you've got a flight to catch you know, in a couple of days because they had, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of short notice. And they said, they, you know, we'd invited you and you hadn't replied or whatever it was. And, and so my dad had been laid down the credit card to get a flight, you know, to just to go to a main camp. It wasn't even a guarantee, you know, and it, it's just the sacrifices that those parents make the 6am practices, you know, uh, buying sticks these days, like we talked about a little bit earlier, it's not buying a $25 stick, you know, all the, even, even kids in peewees are, are, are showing up with two and three, you know, one piece graph, full graphite shafts that are 150 bucks a piece as a junior stick, you know? <clears throat> so it, it's, it's just such a culture that comes from the top down, from the coaches, from the parents, all the way to the players. And, you know, it's just such a special now, I culture. I do have to ask a question and, at this point. And that is when uh, Kel sure. and Kyle, when you guys coached against each other, uh, did uh, Kyle, did you actually sign that eight by 10 that uh, those kids brought over to you? Uh, I never, <laughs> I, you did, I don't remember if I did or not, to be honest, but that was, that was a well-played. I knew you did. I knew you did. I, I mean, that was well played. I remember looking over and seeing your beady little eyes up over the edge of the, 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 the oh glass. So that was great. But yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's, it's what it. So, anyway, so, um, you know, yeah, I was you're thinking, at? I was thinking too, you know, the, do you, have you run across any other, uh, I guess for Kyle and, and, and Mike both, uh, have you run across any other former guys that you played with, uh, with when you were coaching? Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I ran into like Nick Ettinger at the rink uh, in Columbus, um, Eric Park. I've ran into him at the rinks, um, you know, through Bricker. So these are, I mean, those are guys that we definitely played against. Or, I mean, sorry, we played with, or I played with both of those guys. I guess I played it. Yeah, so you, you you know, you run into guys, and you're like, you're at the rink. I mean, where do hockey guys go? They go to the rink, right? Like, it's just a matter of time before yeah. you run into someone that you've played with. Yeah, I just meant it. I, or, you know, had some I just meant in terms of, like, coaching, like, uh, as far as um, head-to-head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I ran into the Deitches, both the Deitches, Mark and Jason, and uh, they both came through, through Nashville, and, and Jason had reached out, I think, through social media and just said, hey, I'm going to be in town coaching. Are you going to be around? And, I mean, it, it's just, it was like, a, you know, it was like not a day had gone by. You know, you hadn't seen a guy in 20 years. You sit down at Applebee's, and you just start laughing about stuff we're talking about here. You know, it, it's just whoa, funny how whoa, those friendships whoa, whoa, are. whoa, whoa. Applebee's. Yeah, you went to Applebee's. Probably it was what something. What the hell like is that. wrong with you? <laughs> On a date night. <laughs> date night. <laughs> At the Oreo shake. <laughs> yeah, you should cover that song. I Sorry to interrupt you. Did you see the message? That kind of frightened me. Did you guys, 
said you guys were deer hunting tomorrow. I said you should take your guitar and go sing to the deer. They'd all come and die right at your doorstep. <laughs> Hey, whatever. Hey, if I can save the meat, if I can save the meat, I'd oh, do it. Oh, man. Uh, you know oh, what? Though? Every once in a while, I bust out. I, I, not every once in a while. I, I, I bust out some Kyle Jennings song. We just had a big Christmas, or not Christmas, Halloween party, and I was busting out um, Kyle Jennings songs on the DJ. And, and, and I don't know, people was, like, seem to like it. Was so he like, like, who's that? Was he like, I don't know who that is, but all right, I'll try it. So that's who, so that's who, that's, that was the little bump I got on my Spotify. That's cool. Yeah, there, there was. You, you know, you know what, Mike? <laughs> from those songs I Mike, for, for dinner tonight, I made a big pot of, uh, of venison stew. And uh, so we we're sitting around eating and we we're, you know, just kind of shooting the bowl. And, and uh, like Kyle said, you know, a few minutes ago, it's like, we, you know, we've got a couple of guitars around the house. And so we handed him one and he was kind enough to, to play a couple of tunes. And, and what I really appreciated was I said, hey, buddy, can you play for Nathan, who's my stepson? Can you play these are what's it called these? Are... Oh, rules for boys. Oh, rules for boys. He doesn't know that. I haven't recorded this. It's just... No, and but like the lyrics of the song, and and you know, and just and just you know, being able to watch him and and you know, do what he does as his craft, which kind of comes back to the hockey thing. Not kind of. It does. I looked up and Steve had his shirt off. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on here. Did Bunky name his guitars before he made the play? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. I'm gonna get busy here laughing. <laughs> so, but you know, the the one thing that I wanted to add, like, so I'm gonna flip it real quick. But the one thing I wanted to add to, like, when you guys were saying like hockey's a special game and and playing in Toledo was special and you know it was great that we got to meet everybody. But remember, we got thrown into a town where we knew nobody. We lived with people we didn't know. Like right. the only ones we had were each other. Sure. Like we were forced to be friends yeah but you know what that's the thing is like i mean maybe football guys feel this and maybe uh you know maybe basketball guys feel this but like we just wanted to play hockey yeah like that's absolutely. that's how desperate that's how desperate you were to play the game is you're like well uh, so you you have to go live in a strange town full of people you don't know with guys you've never met before and and it was like well if i can get on the ice i'll do it right yeah, absolutely and and, and we, most of us um, except for Lefty. We're really good in our own programs, right? So we're just kind of like the average. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, what I would say is, um, you know, as a defenseman playing the game, I loved forwards that would not skate offsides. And you were not one of them. <laughs> well, it's because you got to move the puck faster. <laughs> I was faster than you, Mike. The first, hey, the first pass is supposed to come before your own blue line. Yeah, I'm the puck carrier, not you. Okay. Well, listen, I don't want to cut it. I don't want to cut it short, but I, I've got to get up in the morning. I know Kellemeyer's got to get back to. I think he watches Netflix or something. He's got to. He's got to get yeah, back. Yeah, get, get back. to get back to Squid Game. <laughs> oh God! Don't even say that, Mike. My, my daughter watches that. Oh, good Lord. Uh -huh. Well, let no, me ask you. you that in this then. Uh, you know what, Kyle? Uh, Kyle really just wants to refill his drink here, that's so the that's the, that's that it too. What well, are you saying, say, Steve? Let me ask you. 
could you skate faster backwards yeah. than Kellemeyer could skate forwards? Not a chance. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I couldn't skate backwards. So I played forward. I, to be honest, with... joke. It's a big running joke with like Bricker and all those guys. It's like, Kel can never skate backwards. I always beg to play D, but I couldn't skate backwards. Tyrion was always like, why do you need to skate backwards? You're a forward. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to skate backwards anymore. So for like the next eight years of my life, I never skated backwards. Dude, I'm such a duck out of water. Is yeah. that a word? A duck out of water. When it, like when it, even in men's league, you know, like when a defenseman comes and say wanting a sub, and like I'm the freshest guy on the bench, and like you don't want me back there, dude. I'm telling you yeah, right okay. now, like, I'm not yeah, wired. Yeah. I'm not wired for that. I mean, I can skate backwards fine, but I, my my gap is just brutal. So I'm like, I don't know how to play. You don't want me back there. I'm wired to go forward. Mick, the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, it's like, like I said, again, when you and I talked the first time, the one thing I could do is skate. I couldn't score goals. I didn't put up a lot of points. Um, could I skate? Yes. Now, faster than Mike going forward? Probably not, because Mike was a pretty good skater, you know? I like how he says pretty good skater. Um, yeah. No, and no, I mean that as a compliment. Like Mike was a talented player, and and you know, and obviously, you know, all these years later, you know, like having this conversation, conversation, um, you know, it's just fun to catch up and and you know, give each other a hard time because twenty two years later, we're doing the same stuff now that we would do in the dressing room. 22 years ago, except we got more clothes on, and we have more. And clothes it's twenty four years and, later. Yeah. There. Uh... Some of us do. Kellemeyer's probably 20, just got out of the shower, so he's probably still 24, yeah. Mike's probably in his bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ha- we'll call him half. You know. Yeah. 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 Or in his leather <laughs> Speedo or whatever the hell he wears. When he, right. You know. Oh, right, my God. Right, right. Okay, thanks for the visual, man. I'm, I'm going to try and not blow my chunks now. Uh, but, uh, but no, it, it's, it, you know, it's like we talked about it. it it's, it's. It's such a, a great bond of people that 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 played a game that we all connected to. And, you know, like we were talking about, you're, you know, Mike said it best, like you're kind of forced into it when, you know, you leave home and and get to a place where, you know, yep. nobody. And, and well, you know, so everybody kind of has that bond. And, and, you know. Again, here we are. I mean, having this conversation with three of us all these years later. I mean, it's it's that that to me. We're getting Calamari to come up to St. Agnes for the. It almost yeah, thing, yeah yeah. It almost makes me emotional to to do this because you know I, it's in a certain way you love these players and these friends that you had because there's so many good memories and and to have Kyle sitting here next to me. I mean, I love the guy sure. to death. You know, it's it. And and none of this happens without the and, game. And the thing is, too, guys. No, I just think. Well, I was just gonna say, like, like it's it's not any different for us than it is for any other hockey guys. Like, you go to a like, I played in a pond hockey tournament. I played in a couple of them, but we played in one uh, in Saint Ignace. Played one in uh, Minnesota. You know, when you get a group of hockey guys together, it is just an absolute gong show. It's just, <laughs> you know, like it's it's just a, like we talk about. It's a culture of guys. They're all doing this. You know, they're all reconnecting with old teammates that they have crazy stories to share with. 
uh, it's just a special game and it's a special culture. You know, I, I don't know what else to say about it. But that's the key, though, is it comes back to and, the game. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, the yeah. cool it, part it, about this, too, is all, you know, almost a quarter of a century later. Okay. Uh, all the, yeah. the, the nice things. Easy. Well, hey, I'm a lot older than you guys, so don't even, don't Easy. give me that noise there, Jennings. Uh, <laughs> you know, I walked by the cemetery the other day and a couple of guys were chasing me with shovels. Come on. Anyhow. <laughs> anyway uh but my point is is that you, you the one nice thing about the passage of time is that you know you lose some of the uh some of the i guess for lack of a better term you lose some of the drama so you got along with one guy better than you did the other uh you know you there i mean that's in any team environment any group environment you're gonna have that where you have certain guys who you, you, you gravitate towards more so than others not that you were trying to have a click you know you didn't but you just and and mike you can attest to this too you just had certain guys that you clicked with as far as uh chemistry and others you had you knew they had your back and you had their back but there were certain guys that you probably, like I said, you got along with better or whatever. But the nice thing is that through this, the passage of time, you start to lose some of the, why did we, why did I, you lose it kind of both ways. Why did I, uh, I like this guy more than that guy. And then also, I really liked him. You know, you know, and stuff. We have fun with that kind of stuff. And and you, I think it's that you, as we get older, we tend to gravitate towards remembering the the good, the fun stuff, the things that. I mean, even when you were PO'd at your coach because you know if he busted you for whatever, and you, uh, you hated him for you know for benching you because he busted you with with tobacco or whatever, and you know at the time you weren't you weren't uh, <laughs> he wasn't going to get a Christmas card from you. But all these years later, you you know why, and 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 yet we had great coaches. We were so like lucky. He to... must have got busted by the coaches for for uh, for uh, the dip. <laughs> yeah, we, that had been lucky. We had we had. I, we think, had, he, I think he chewed Copenhagen. Yeah, it was, it's awful. Like, every time we smoke Copenhagen, I'm like, oh, Lepke's here. Mike, are you? Um... I think we need to send you to some museum to study your brain and how you remember this stuff. Um, oh, you did! You did do Copenhagen, didn't you? And I still do. <laughs> but I, you know, I wanted to say something, Mick, and and um, it's you know to your way back in the conversation here to one of your earlier points about how we you know kind of connect with each other. You know, Kyle's here, and, and I'm thrilled that he's here this weekend. But now it's we're we're talking deer hunting, and you know, let's let's do our thing in the outdoors versus hockey. Which, as we're talking now, actually kind of feels kind of weird to me. You know, because that's you know when you were talking about how did we connect and how did we become friends? It was over yeah. a game, and you know now it's just completely different but again without the game it doesn't happen True. but th don't worry tomorrow and, tomorrow morning and, when you're in the deer stand you'll remember it'll all come back right now it's all about hockey and all oh, the yeah, fun stuff yeah. You know, but yeah when yeah. you get in the deer stand if i have one more if i have one more glass of whiskey i'm not going to get up so I... you know well and the thing is i don't i don't look at this clown here and see a musician i just see my buddy kyle you know i love it when he sings oh, and plays yeah. guitar and you know and we have a good time together but but um, 
I'm grateful that he came and I'm grateful that Mike's on the phone and you know, it, 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 it does, it transport you back. What, what'd you say, Mick? Yes. 24 years? 97. So. Yeah. I mean, it oh takes you. Poor Kellermeyer got out of the shower an hour and a half ago. He thought he was taking a five minute <laughs> call. I thought you guys were just I, I honestly got that you were calling to like coax me into playing this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But this, this, if you boil it down, is the beauty of this game that somebody came up with is Kyle's sitting next to me in my kitchen. Mike's on the phone. We're talking yeah. to you, Mick, and you look good, and we hope you're doing Thank well. You. And I just, I don't, you know, like you and I talked about last time, I don't know that this type of camaraderie exists in other sports. I really don't. It, it does, but in a different, it's, in a different dynamic and in a, in a different way. It's not the same because the, the thing yeah. is, is that like football players, basketball players, they can understand each other and they can relate. For, uh, baseball players, same thing. Uh, sure. Hockey players, though, that is a totally different breed. It is very unique into itself. Not only the game. Uh, but the, but the yep. way that you deal with things, I mean, we, it's the only sport, it's so the only sport saying, where you're saying like fighting is okay. You know, you're saying like football players can relate to baseball players and baseball players can relate to bas to basketball players and they can kind of have that. Right. But when you get to hockey, it's a, yes, it's, it's, it's a totally world. different it address. Yeah. Yeah. Totally true. Completely. So, totally true. Well, yeah. boys, before yeah. we wind her up. Go, right. go ahead. I got, uh, are you guys all on the? You guys all on the same like text message yes. here or what? We're on. Online, what do you mean? So you, you guys are like on a yes. video, right? We're on a. Yeah, we're on. Uh, I think we're, we're through Facebook Messenger or something like that. Yeah. So whatever. Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got something for Kyle. I got go for it. Are you sending? Are you sending me something? Yeah, I just got. Uh, I just got your ass. Yeah, hold on. I just got <laughs> he's, he's been walking around dripping shower water for the last 90 minutes. Good night. I, I don't know that. Oh, no. Please send me this. I know. Come on, Apple. Oh, my God. Can, can we send this to Mick? This that is, is a relic. Hey, who did. Who did you get to sew the A on that sweater after you got done playing? <laughs> my wife. I tried to get her to take the A off. <laughs> hey, Mike. Mike, who did you have to pay to get that sweater from? Him? Can you see here, Mick? So, we're gonna show. We're gonna so, show hey, Mick. Uh, this is what he's. So this is what he's sleeping in. Right? Did they spray? That is unbelievable. Hey, hey, Do they Mick, have to cut the back of it? Uh, you... <laughs> it looks a little snug, Kelly. Does you have to cut the back of it? Hey, listen. Hey, at least you can get it on, Kellemeyer. If no, I if I, I tried to put that thing on, it would turn into a projectile. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I think this is the first time I've had it on since like since like since last week, since, since Tuesday, since, gonna, since date I'm night. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> Mike's. Mike's over there going. When I put this on, it's my fault in the youth. Oh, that's amazing! 
<laughs> this is my this is one of my favorite pictures of all time right here. Oh yeah. Mick, you you could not Mick, you I can't imagine that you thought this is how you were going to oh, spend yes, your evening. Oh yes oh, it is. Oh yes it is. <laughs> this is that's the whole, oh, that's you the are, whole idea. Oh, look at that guy. Kellermeyer's upright, everyone. So before we go, are I'm just wondering, are the you know are you know do we have any other stories to tell that uh, that are funny? Um, oh God, there's all kinds. Because we should probably close it on a high note. What do we What do we go on a funny story here? What What story do we go with? Well, just for our time in Toledo. Uh, well, um, I'm, just, I'm trying. I to can't do. think of anything. I, I, I feel like I, I told mean, Nick I, most of what I remember when last time we talked, but um, I know. Well, I think, you know, Lucky, I think you said it best, and, and or maybe it was Kyle, said, you know, listen, I can't remember the game. Like, I can't remember specific games or oh. what we did together on no. the ice, but no. I can remember you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's, that's what's so awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has been 24 years, right? So, like, that's what the beauty of this is, is that I can't remember specific times or funny stories just that happened with with you or with Kyle or with us together, but I just remember the great times that we did have together, right? Oh, yeah. And the times that, you know, obviously there was games and there was practices and there was, you know, triumphs and and, and low points of losing, but, you know, I I, I just remember, like... We didn't lose that much. Working. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like we didn't win at all, right? Like obviously that was that was the only goal is to sure. win at all. Yeah, yeah but finishing yeah. a runner up, there's, there's nothing to hang your head in shame about either. No, no, and I understand that, and and I mean it is a lot easier. I and, and sorry guys, but it is a lot easier that we were able to win the next year. Yeah, sure. sure. Right. So like, yeah. Thanks for I mean, inviting us back. <laughs> I've been in eight national championships. Yeah, see that that's a that that's a thing. I mean, getting just getting to play in one and and you know it is such a special experience. I mean, I, winning one is uh, I can only imagine is just amazing. Oh, I mean, listen, I I won. I, I played in eight national championships, that's like tournaments. I've been in the finals final game three times, and I've only won one. Yeah, you know, I was in two in Toledo. We won. I was in championship game my sophomore year in college and we lost in overtime to Penn State after we were winning two to one and or three to two we were winning by a goal with a minute 17 seconds left and they scored to tie it up and beat us in overtime which was absolutely heartbreaking like worse than you know the first one in Toledo but um yeah so you know I mean I'm not really aware where I'm going, but it's like it made it easier to at least win one, right? Oh, yeah. But you're right. Sure. It's not easy to get there, and it's a lot harder. You know, just because you get there doesn't mean you're going to win. I mean, I remember a couple times going in Toledo my first two years, and it was like, you know, we were just happy to be well, there. And, and not like, only that, but you, you, know, you also have those instances where you don't know whether or not a certain defenseman uh, might uh, tip a puck into his own net. <clears throat> but... Hi, Rob, bro. <laughs> oh, boy. I tell you, I, I tell you what, I think, okay, so there's two things that I that are, like, stick out to my head in stories in my head. Yeah. One of them was Kroll doing the, yeah. the slap oh, shot thing. 100%. I was going to say that same thing. That, that was, that was, I remember the, I remember the, so, like, 
I don't remember. It was... Why don't you retell it? Why don't you retell it? Because well, yes, it was Motor City, was Motor wasn't City. it? Was it? What the Motor City, it was a total gong show. It was it was like championship game of the Gold Cup. Yeah. We had to win the Gold Cup because we didn't win the league. They only sent two teams in nationals. It was the winner of the league and then the winner of the Gold Cup. Okay, go And ahead. it was always a battle. Motor City and us were it was always it was always a, a battle. And I just yeah. uh, I don't all I don't remember like what led to that. I just remember there was a there was a you know, there was a number of fights that game and I remember searing coming in to the locker room and going, it's not slap shot, Rob. Everyone remembers that. You remember that? Yeah. Well, so I, I mean, that had to be, remember, we went into triple overtime mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah. And it, that wasn't a five-minute overtime. Those were 20-minute overtime. Right. So we I, so, played almost two games. Well, that's, that. so I didn't realize this was the same game, I guess, because that was my, my other story from the same game is when, you know, going into the third overtime, so this is the sixth 20-minute period. So we're in between period five and period six, and everyone's just, like, nobody wants to make a mistake. Everyone's on edge. And Scott's come in. Uh, you know, Coach Shearing has come in the last couple of overtime periods beforehand, talked about, you know, strategy, what we're going to do. You know, keep the game simple, get the pucks deep, make smart passes, make, some, you know, puck management. And then... I remember him not coming in between the fifth and sixth period, hardly at all. And everyone's like drinking water and trying to rest and, you know, that whole thing. Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes, you know, doing coke. And that, that has to be out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, no, no, let me finish. Let me finish. All right. So go ahead because so, then I have a question. So Searing comes in and he, he stands in front of the locker room or stands in the middle of the locker room in front of everybody. And we're waiting for these, you know, big words of inspiration. And he said, a guy goes into a doctor's office and he says, doc, I'm a wigwam, I'm a teepee. I'm a wigwam, I'm a teepee. And the doctor says, relax, you're too tense. I swear to, remember, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so everyone's like, every. he's like, and I remember him saying, hey, listen, at this point, just go out and have fun. I mean, you know, it's one of those games if you go out there with your, mm-hmm. you know, with your anus tight, you're going to, you know, you're going to be nervous. Just go out and have fun. And, you know, it is what it is. So here's the question I have. Talking to you two clones, you both are were goal scorers. Why didn't you score a goal? Not me. I don't, I don't know how I got on the team. I had an apple. I had an apple. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that that's what that A on the jersey stands for. I was I think I was playing with Cash I was playing with Cash and Cleaver at the time. Yeah. Oh Cleaver. And, John got the uh, ball. Cleaver. Yeah. And Cleaver got it. Yeah. And, and I remember and I'm pretty sure like I was kind of like on the side of the net. The puck like he shot it. The puck shot straight up in the air, hit the goalie in the back and just kind of bounced in. Yeah, I we were talking about this a like, like rolled in few weeks back and I I always I thought that he was like uh you know like ozone possession had been there for a while and he was like trying to get out of the zone he was trying to go change I thought and the puck came to him so he's like I just I'll just dump it on net and then continue on my way and like you say it was like this freak thing that just ended up in the back of the net well that's the game he messaged me not too long ago um just out of the blue John Cleaver 
No um, kidding. Let's see. Yeah, uh, it was in. Um, God, when was it? Hold on, I'm looking. Looking. I mean, we had a long text conversation. It was April fifth. He. Um, Can you remember that? He texts me, and uh, that he he reminded me that we were uh, that it was the Cass Cleaver and Keller Meyer line. So we we had like our own little nickname for it. If you can I, only imagine, it would never I fly these days. Right? I can like, guess what that might be. Yeah, I couldn't say that. But um, yeah, so I asked him about that goal, and he said he went end to end and went through all five guys like McDavid and just went top cheddar. Sure. No, he did not say that. But, but <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he was. Too, yeah, quite a farm kid from like Grand Rapids. Oh, was he Michigan boy? Yeah, he's Clearly, a Michigan yeah. guy. I think he's yeah. up at Big Rapids, maybe. Yeah, no, no, I remember. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Um, but yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, it was funny. He was just. It was funny that he. Uh, oh, it was an unbelievable was moment. I mean, I just remember because we were in Motor City, and man, you know, like it was do or die for us if we were going to move on and. Well, in our own tournament, in our Nationals own, we were going to be. You remember, Toledo was hosting national tournament. We right. were going to get yeah. a kid to play in our own tournament. Right. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, Mike. And, and, sorry, go ahead. Was, and, and do you remember, like, do you remember we had to go to that hotel and have, you know, first you had to go check in and they had to check all your helmets and make sure that you know your helmets were safe to play, and then they put these stickers on them to make sure the referees could tell if you were supposed to be wearing a cage or didn't have to wear a cage. Or oh yeah, they probably, probably had to call. Or not wearing their loops. They probably had to call into Toronto to verify <laughs> Ringer's bucket. <laughs> oh, my <God>. Or NASA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then, and then, so we went to that. We went to that, and it was like it was always a buzz in the air, right? Like there was always just kind of a buzz. In the oh air yeah, Gordy. I'm sure there is now. Gordy was the guest we, speaker. Yeah, then, then we had Gordy Howe at that dinner banquet. Oh, he went up there and he told us how great he was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he just kind of laughed, like, "Oh my, there I am, scored another goal." And I'm like, "Okay, Gordy, <laughs> we did it." But like, it's like. 5,000 years ago, man. Settle down. <laughs> and, uh, hey, you don't I get know. to tell Gardy to settle say, down. But you know what? You know, you know, well, hold on a second. So did Mike Hawk play on that team, or he played the year before? No, he didn't play on that team. No. Okay, okay. So Mike Hawk. I have a good story about Mike Hawk. So Mike Hawk played in Toledo. And, and, and this is kind of how – this is why I always, like, rag on Gordon. I get that he was a great player and blah, 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 whatever. But Mike Hawk said that when he was – and he, he was a Michigan guy too. And he was up wherever Gordy Howe was. It's kind of the area that Mike Hawk lived in. And I'm not sure. Maybe the Grand Rapids area too. I'm not, anyway, so Mike Hawk said he's out at, like, a, at a drop-in one day. And Gordy Howe comes in, right? <laughs> And he's playing. Gordell's playing. So then, you know, after after they play, um, everyone's taking a shower. And Gordy asks Mike Hop, he's like, "Hey, do you have any shampoo?" Or I think we just call it poo. Yeah, everyone have any poo? Everyone have any poo? Yeah. And Mike Hop gave him his shampoo. So Gordy Howe goes in, takes a shower, uses Mike Hop shampoo, and he comes back and he throws the shampoo in his own bag. And like Gordy Howe's stealing Mike Hop shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, you think I get my shampoo back and maybe an autograph? And Gordon Howe just like zipped up his bag and just like walked out. <laughs> Why not? 
Why not? That's unbelievable. Because he's Gordy Howe. Yeah. Always, I always laugh. It always resonated with me, so I'm always like, yeah, Gordy Howe. Oh, that's unbelievable. Tells how great he was, but he stole my cop shampoo. Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of dovetail onto that. It's not quite as funny a story, but it, it was it was interesting. Was uh, after I graduated and was done playing in college, I moved to Chicago, and uh, we played in I guess you'd call it a men's league, and we're out there one night, right? And and our team was good. Like we were halfway through whatever you'd call a season for a men's league. We were, we were, you know, on top of the league. And I think it was Thursday nights that we played. So we, we go out on the ice, right? Warm up. And Chris Chelios shows up to play for the opposing team. Okay. And so we're, we're, you know, on the ice kind of doing our own thing. And then somebody notices that Chelios is on the ice for the other team. And one of the guys comes, (laughs) one of the guys, so we go through warm-ups, one of the guys comes back to the bench and he goes, should we just go home? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, what was fascinating, and I, I mean this sincerely, was, now here you are with an NHL player. Well, former at the time, you know, he had had um I guess somewhat retired, I suppose, because he played until he was 50, but um watching a guy like that with that level of talent and you realize quite quickly that everything I've ever done and whatever aspirations I had I was never going to play in the NHL, <laughs> you right. know? but you know, it was really neat to see him and, and, and just see what he did for, you know, an hour. I kind of had yeah. a, a, and, a little story about that because I actually got to, you know, we were talking earlier about Christian sticks. Uh, I used mine to yep. play in a charity game against the Detroit Red Wing alumni. And, Oh, oh wow. yeah. boy. That, I mean, you don't have that happen every day. And, yeah, That's when you incredible. got a guy who's the size of Columbus waddling out there on the ice, you know, I was uh, – I, I, I won't say I was nervous, but, uh, man, I, I, I'm i glad I had an extra pair of shorts. Anyhow, um, I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I watching those guys skate around, just, I mean, the passing, even though they're older now, old guys. The passing, the the, the way they yeah. move the puck, the 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 not be the where they were when they didn't have the puck on their stick, where they positioned themselves, is just it was just a totally different world, you know. Even then, yeah, yeah. If you ever watch like in the All Star uh, weekend, they have the Heroes mm-hmm. game. You know, I don't even know if they still do that or not, but it's like some of these guys are bald, you know, they, they're, they're like uh, gray haired and, you know, kind of bent over with their skating posture and they're still just ripping like shots, ripping passes at 60. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What for me though, and you know, I don't know Kyle and Mike, how you feel. It's um, the beauty of it is again, you know, to, to the conversation we're having, yeah. it's the game. Like we're not doing this without this game that somehow we got lucky enough to play, 
and had some success oh, yeah. with. Um, it's, it, it, you know, the, you know, Mick, you and I talked about this, you know, the first time we chatted that the friendships and the, you know, this doesn't happen nope. without it. And that's the beauty of it to me is, you know, whether you win or lose, we've won. Like, I mean, Kyle Jennings is, is sitting next to me in my kitchen and we've been buddies forever. Mike's on the phone. At least I think he still is. And just fresh out of the shower. Yeah. <laughs> and my career. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 and that to me, you know, all these years later. <laughs> this kid hasn't changed. Not even a bit, one bit. And, and that's, that's the beauty of it too, right? Is the personalities that you run into and how lucky are we to have been able the to chemistry. do this? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Kyle and I, like I said, we're, you know, we'll go out to my, my property and go deer hunting tomorrow and I'm going to shoot a monster and I hope he does. Um, and I'll cook food and monster squirrel, but I'm going to get something. <laughs> yeah. And, and then order takeout. And, 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 what are you doing? And Mike's, Mike's going to be at home looking at pictures of myself and Kyle going, geez, I wish I was there. No, he's probably going to be looking at pictures of himself. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, uh -huh. too, yeah. From the, the from the 96 uh, Cherokee <laughs> program. Which I've got in the garage, by the way. There I am. There I am, number 20. I was like, I was like number 20 on the jersey, number one in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, it's been so much fun. I, I got to wrap it up. I got to go to bed because I've got to get up and, and, uh, and get a freezer full of meat right. in the morning. Yeah, well, you know, life operates on Kyle's schedule when he's around, so we'll let you all go. Wow. <laughs> but, Mick, all thanks right, for well, doing this. It was nice of you to, you know, I, we know yeah. you're not probably feeling uh, Don't the worry best, about it. This, hey, we wanted this to talk. What, this makes it all worth it. So, boys, uh, Oh, buddy, we you. love you. We, we are praying for you and well, hey, great thank for your you. time. Yeah, we obviously keep us keep us posted yep, on how you're doing you know anything oh, we can do for it, you you know what i just want i want to know, know about yeah. how you guys do tomorrow with uh with uh when you catch all them squirrel you know you mix them with you can squirrel brains yeah. squirrel brains and, and and scrambled eggs they work great i mean that's what they eat down south you got it well I, you know so i've got i've got 40 acres i'm just hoping kyle can find his tree stand so. i'm so i'm hoping i can find the tree stand too and 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 maybe by sunday i'll see i was see gonna say again, gps so. doesn't work there kyle i just hope that uh, kyle doesn't fall out of it right stand. yeah me too that makes three of us yeah no we don't want to do that <laughs> But hey, right. Mike, you should probably fall out of that jersey or sweater, as I call him, and go back to bed. Hey, we could, we yeah. could, uh, we we could just like well, I'll call up Sean Cass. Okay. You call up, you call up Bricker. We'll just get a hold. We'll get a Cherokee's reunion team for the St. Ignace oh my trip. Gosh. I mean, I need to hear Cass's side of the story to beat up. The yes, that's guy. what I want. I also want to hear. I also oh want to hear, because I, I, I after all these years, which is another thing we that we didn't bring up, we'll have to bring up for another time because I've got to go to bed because I'm an old man. But the the whole thing and was it Lakeland or or, or where was the where was the Lakeland? Yeah, Lakeland. yeah. Like well, how that all went down? Like, did somebody just jump on him? We were coming off the. I remember we were coming off the ice. It was in between. I think between the second and third period, maybe the first and second. I don't remember which period it was. Coming up the ice for the resurface, and we're walking <laughs> through the stands. And it, when I say stands, it was just like 
I mean, it wasn't really stands, right? Right. It was just a walkway past, just yeah. Just a walkthrough, yep. right? And it was like, not like we're playing our arena. <laughs> right. And uh, someone jumped on Cass, and I just remember them, like, fighting on the concrete. He's still in his skates, and this guy's in his just, like, street clothes and yeah. shoes. Oh, yeah. And they're swinging punches. I remember everyone kind of paired up on the ice, but no one really knew what was going on. So, yep. like, nothing broke out on the ice, thank God, because it would have been ugly. Right. And, uh... Yeah, that's I mean, that was the closest I think that I've been to a bench brawl. That's your volume too, Vic. That's your volume too. I can I can get I can get I, Sean. I, please, I've 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 get tried getting him yeah, forever. I cast, cast playing poker games that we were playing. I've tried getting him yeah. forever, and he won't. He hasn't uh, responded to me. So I'm hoping if you if you... he'll he'll do it. I'm not sure he has a cell phone. <laughs> hey, I don't care if it's smoke signals, and just get a hold of him. Yeah, sure Any. I don't know why he's scared to come on. Like, are you? Like are you still playing? Are you still doing those games, Calamari? What's that? The poker game? Oh no, 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 no! I stopped. That was a, that was, a, that was a, a COVID fix. Yeah, that was fun though. That it was, was fun. That group of guys. I mean, Omi was playing, Searing was playing. I know it. Guys were playing. That was, it was awesome. Fun just BSing. Yeah. I think I think even Omi's brother was playing. Yeah. All right. So. Well, Mick, thanks again for having us, brother. Yeah, great. absolutely. Thanks great to catch up. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. Thanks for the phone call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, make sure you now. plug your phone in because it's probably talk. dead now. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Mike. Just before you hang up, it's good to catch up with you, brother. It's been a long time, and yeah, absolutely. It's and, good. And fire my. You know, I'll get your number from Kyle too. But uh, yeah, by yeah, all means. All right, yeah. boys, go ahead. I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks, Mick. All right, See guys. See that, you. See that, boys. Hey, this See has you, been man. the first of the official stories here on the Cherokee Rewind, right here. So be uh, be sure to catch us again. And for uh, Mike Kellemeyer, Steve Litke, Kyle Jennings, I'm Mick saying so long. We'll talk to you again next time, right here on the Cherokee Rewind.